And so after we're up and going, 30 days, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Bam. Like I done left my old job. Yeah. I done started a company. Man, what am I about to do? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how are we going to make this? Mm-hmm. And when I say that next 18 months was a ride, okay. I was so busy. I'm working six, seven days a week. Yeah. Literally 7 a.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I did that well in a market that shouldn't have. Shouldn't have produced that. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't have produced. And so I got so busy that I actually, I personally left my own company okay. to join another company because I needed the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at that point, I didn't want to hire to bring anybody on. So um, I went to, I wouldn't say a competitor, they went in the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had been reaching out. I just thought it was spam. They reached yeah. out, I ended up joining with them, and it worked. You okay. know, the market started shifting, things started changing. So at this point, it doesn't make any sense. It's not beneficial for me yeah. to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? But yeah. I've, I picked up some 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 good things. Yeah. You know, every every experience, you should pick up something. Absolutely. You should learn something. Yeah. You should be better than you were when you started. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, um, Southeast is back up. It never closed. Yeah. Southeast is still back up and going. Um, we have expanded to, we're in Tennessee, Mississippi. Okay. Louisiana. Georgia, North Carolina, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Texas is in the making. Yeah. So um, those are just some of the things we're going, man. And so it it, it kind of, you know, it started from that kid that, like, man, like it derails. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the thing. You know, somebody asked me back in the day, back in college, um, what do you want to do? I was like, man, I'll get to a point. My mom ain't got to work. Yeah, yeah. Man, my mom worked for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're gonna be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're gonna see a link. That link is gonna give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we gonna roll out? We're gonna be opening up our studios this summer. We're gonna be letting you guys come in. We're gonna be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're gonna be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're gonna wanna hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, man, I am excited. Got a long-term friend, a long-time friend in the studio with me. We, bro, we've been trying to get this uh this interview together for man. at least a few months now. So we run on a couple months. Huh? Yeah, man, I appreciate you. We here, man. This is gonna be dope, man. Um, this is one of the industries, the mortgage industry, man, that I think a lot of people have questions about. Uh, so we're gonna try to figure out, you know, we're gonna try to answer a lot of those questions for them. Uh, of course. You know, we talk to startup entrepreneurs. We talk to entrepreneurs in general. Uh, and of course, you guys know our goal with the Equity Tap is to help you guys raise your business IQ so that you can tap into uh, your full equity. But like I said, man, this is going to be dope. Take out your pens, pass. This is a conversation that is really crucial to uh, financial literacy, this whole movement. Uh, I've heard this, man. What's, what's this? Uh, April is Financial Literacy Month. I, I didn't know that. So we right in target with that, man. So Carlton, welcome to the show, bro. Man, appreciate the invite. Yeah, finally man. made it here. 
Absolutely, man. So let's jump into this, dude. I like to jump right into it, man. Um, in this in this industry, you know, the, the mortgage industry, like I said, it's it's kind of one of those things, and this may not be fair to say, but I kind of put it in one of those categories that most people just don't, you know what I'm saying, know about. Uh, we walk into this process blind, uh, and we find that a lot of it is we're going through it. Uh, but I think if we can be better prepared, we can know the things to set up in place prior to, you know, walking into your office or even connecting with a realtor so that we can know exactly, you know, what it is that we're doing, man. So uh, in that vein, bro, tell us a little bit about, you know, the the mortgage industry and some of the success that you've been able to have over the over the last few years that you've been in it. Okay. Well, as you know, the mortgage industry has been in the news, yep. you know, for the past few years. Um, it's been up and down, uh, booming during COVID. But mm-hmm. most people thought, you know, doors were closed, people will get foreclosed on or wherever it may be. That was probably the busiest of the peak okay. of our industry in the last four or five years. During COVID? During COVID. Okay. Ridiculous. Um, you wouldn't expect it, but yeah. that's kind of what happened. Why? Um, Why was it so, so, so trendy at that time? Well, so unlike credit cards and all that stuff, mortgages are attached to the bond market. Okay. 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 So when COVID and everything hit, you know, the world financial industry just tanked. Yeah. yeah. So when the bond started underperforming, okay. direct correlation, the mortgage rates started dropping. Okay. And so when they, when they do well, mm. rates are high. Gotcha. And so when the world kind of pretty much just came to an end, with, you know, with COVID, everything shut down, it was a panic. Yeah. What's going on? Well, mortgage rates dropped. Okay. People were still working. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people refinanced. Refinance boom was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, for those that were looking to buy, rates are low. So guess what? You can afford more house. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what sparked that whole mortgage, the home value is increasing, yeah. just just off the chart. That, you know, that paying twenty, thirty thousand over ask price. Yeah. Because it was just there. People could get more <laughs> house, you know. It just made sense. Yeah. The rates were a lot lower and things of that nature. And so, um, it was it, it, you saw a lot of people jump in, man. Yeah. You know, it was easy at that point. I heard um I saw some cases, man, where houses was literally hitting the market in a day and was gone because of so many people were in the market because of, like you're saying, the the interest rates, the house, the cost and things like that uh, was a whole lot better, you know, than what we've seen in previous. Where are we at with, like, the mortgage industry now? Because, of course, past last summer they had the uh, the interest rates increase and things like mm-hmm. that. And I haven't kept up with it. Are we still pretty high? Like, where are we at right now with the mortgage rates? So to ask me, I'll tell you, rates are not high. Okay. And, and they weren't high. It's a it was a shock for most people. Ultimately, yeah. when you were used to seeing twos and threes as far as the interest rate back when COVID was hitting, mm-hmm. um, people think they're high. They're in the six and sevens. Well, the market just corrected itself. Okay. That's all it is. Now it did it pretty abruptly. Now what that did, it eliminated a lot of people from the housing market. Okay. Those that could qualify for a house, we say just say two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. At one point, that was the average home price. Okay. You qualify for a house at two hundred thousand at a three percent interest rate. Mm-hmm. Now the rates in the mid five sixes, that same person is qualifying for a lot less. Yeah. One twenty, one thirty. You don't have houses. You don't have many houses out here okay. in Memphis for that price point. And mm-hmm. so it ultimately, it kind of kicked some people out of the market. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that want to. And unfortunately, uh, right now, with landlords increasing rates, that's from apartment complexes, individual yep. homeowners, um, they're increasing their rates to, to make money as well, to try yeah, to keep yeah, up yeah. with the industry. So it's just one of those things. It's real estate, man. Yeah, yeah. And let's jump into that, man, because 
you know, being from Memphis and kind of seeing the real estate market, uh, attempting to be an investor, I've uh, acquired a couple properties and, you know, really in that gray area on what I want to do with them right now. I'm just sitting on them, keeping the property taxes and things like that paid. Uh, a lot of them need some work before I can, you know, actually put somebody in them. But one of the challenges, and maybe you can speak to this that I've seen, is that the particular zip code that I'm in, the property value isn't necessarily there to when I put that type of money into it. Uh, I will potentially be upside down, man. So how do you look at things like that? Like what type of advice do you give to investors that may be in a similar situation that I'm in? So first thing I'm going to say, if you're an investor, let me back up. Mm -hmm. If you are a real investor, it's not a problem for you. Okay. Right now, a lot of people want to jump in the industry because of what they've seen on HGTV. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. on IG seeing these house hacked. Hey, man, I can do this right here. Yeah. That's all it takes. It's more than that. Okay. It's not just buying the house and acquiring it because, as you know, the rehab costs yeah. and those type of things. We have programs and products out there for experienced investors. Mm -hmm. But for the brand new person, yeah. I recommend you, honestly and truly, if you have someone to mentor you, yeah. vet them, first okay. of all. Because there's some people out there, everybody don't mean well by you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, vet them. Um, and then learn it because mm -hmm. it takes relationships. You know, years ago when I first got into it, my first one took a hell. I mm. mean, it was crash and burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Tell know, me about that. What happened? Oh, man, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what I, I mean. Just, what were some of those lessons that you wish you would have knew? Man, one, I would have taken time to to look at the house. I mean, I bought the first house I owned, man. I bought. Yeah. Over on Riverside. Okay. I don't go over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go over there. I, mean, I don't, you know. And so I would always advise you, if you're buying something, you need to have some type of, you need to be able to drive by your house a few times a week. Okay. okay. So that. Another thing, I didn't know what the cost to repair a house was going to yeah. be. You know, talk to somebody I used to work with. She recommended um, someone to go in and do some work. Man, they got over on it. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm sinking money, you know, there's losses. Yeah, yeah. L after L. Just shooting bricks. Yeah. You know? It sounds like that, um, what they always say, the person with the money will get the experience. The person with the experience will get the money. So a lot of times when we go into these investments, we don't necessarily have the experience. You might have the capital, but, you know, in a lot of cases, you're going to burn through that money. Uh, so, and, and that brings me to my next question, man, because you hear, you know, you brought up HGTV, and HGTV has had a pretty good run as far as, you know, this this new renovation model and all these things. And people are excited about real estate. Literally everybody I've interviewed on the Equity Tap Network has something in real estate. And so it's just got me to thinking, and it's probably the same with a lot of people, like how do I actually get into real estate? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's just one of those things once you look at most of the people who's created wealth, they have a real estate portfolio. Uh, so now you see a lot between traditional mortgages and then you also see the hard money, you know what I'm saying, game. Give me some perspective on that, man, because this hard money thing seems kind of scary, but I hear a lot of people doing it. Well, it really depends. Um, and again, experience is number one thing. Yeah. Um, I would say for anyone that's new getting in, hard money is not the way to go. That's for your experienced um, investor. Okay. Um, as you know, and you know the crew that I roll with, we do a, a mastermind once a month, but we talk several times throughout the week. Gotcha. Um, and we talk about this thing. We discuss these things. Okay. You know, um, you know we, we're pretty thorough. We got those down in Florida. Yeah. Um, East Tennessee, we had a couple here. Um, that network, we, we talk about these things and how it affects us and what yeah. are some things that we can do. Mm -hmm. But for someone that is not experienced, the first thing you can do, they say house hack, right? Yeah. Um, one thing you can look at is um, your first home should be your gateway. 
Okay. All right. Break and it so down there's, some, there's some products out there. Um, when you look at it from the, the, the mortgage industry, you have um, the FHA 203K, which is the standard renovation loan. Okay. Fannie Mae, they all, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, they're conventional loans. They have their products as well. Okay. But these will both will allow you to buy a home, live in that home, and use, and use their money to renovate it. Okay. Now, they put some, some things in place to kind of help some safeguards. Yeah. Basically, they're going to vet the contractor. Mm-hmm. It has to be a licensed contractor. They're going to vet them. They want to see the quote break down the cost of labor gotcha. versus the materials. And they have an inspector come out to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Okay. Let that be the first one if that's something you want to do. Gotcha. Now, again, for first-time home buyers, if you can do it, but mm-hmm. I don't always recommend it. Okay. okay? As a fixer-upper. Okay. Unless, okay. unless you're going this route. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, HGTV will get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the hard money options, those are there for people that have done this and they understand what they do. They, they have their, we have systems. Okay. You okay. know, it's pretty much just plug and play. Once they acquire the house, they go in, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing, they're in and out 60, yeah. 90 days max. And at that point, they're either refinancing or they're selling the home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. something like that. But it is a process. They know it's, it's a well-doing machine. Gotcha. They know what's going on. Hard money is, is usually expensive. Yeah. All right. It's, it's that. It's short term, short term, short term money for um, people that are trying to get in for some reason. Maybe it's a house, you know, they don't have the cash to acquire it. Okay. They'll give it to you. They're going to charge you, you know, um, but they want their money back yeah. in 90 days. It's yeah. just that simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of the fear that, you know, that's associated with with that because you don't know what you're doing. You go out here and get this money. And now you like contractors have always been one of those things that you've heard uh, the horror stories. People just don't know. So they get these contractors that don't come in. They don't do a good job. They, they take all the money. And now you still got to finish the project. You know, spent all your money. Now what you got? Now you got to pay back these hard money loans and all these high interest and stuff like that. Man, look, I'm a big fan of, you know, following success, not recreating the wheel uh, when it comes to things that work. What do you see from an investment standpoint? And, and I guess let's frame it a little bit. Let's speak to somebody who has a little bit of spendable income, decent credit, uh, may not want to do real estate full time, but want to play with real estate just as an investment. What are, what are the most successful people doing right now? Well, when you're talking about investors and investments, I'll just be honest with you. I don't, that's not my, that's my, my goal. Okay. Most of the people I deal with are homeowners. Okay. Their, their, their objective is to become a home, to buy a home so that they can help get their family in a better position and build, yeah. build wealth. Okay. It's ultimately okay. what we're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, to, to bridge that wealth gap. Okay. That's, that's the number one goal. Mm-hmm. Because if we know a, a lot of different nationalities, other races, mm-hmm. they're ahead of us. Yeah. They've been doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you look at it from an aspect when someone passes, yeah. they're leaving real estate. That puts that next generation that much farther. Mm-hmm. Unlike, sadly, unlike a lot of us, when we pass, we leave bills. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and so my whole thing is to, to help us close that gap as fast as possible. Yeah. So a lot of my clients, um, whether they're first-time buyers or repeat buyers, um, they come in with the cash. The goal is to buy a home to live in. Now, okay. Sometimes, a lot of the times, they will keep a previous home. Yeah, yeah. You know, and rent that house out. Okay. Guess what? That's residual income coming in, passive income. For sure. Um, you have that opportunity, especially when the note is paid off a low rate. Why get rid of it? Mm-hmm. You can rent it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and depending on what the house looks like and the location, maybe short-term rentals. So yeah. that's something, something else you can look at. Okay. Um, but acquiring that home, especially mm-hmm. to put yourself in a better position. I mean, there's studies out there that say 
that it's proven that when children grow up in a home, yeah. a physical home versus apartment, or they're moving around, mm -hmm. they perform better in school and in life yeah. because it's a stable environment. Yeah, it's I a, it's a place of security. Mm -hmm. You know, so my goal is to to help those that just need that help, man. Yeah, to give them that one step for sure. That's a uh, I like that. Let's 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 talk more about that, man, because I think that. We hear that, and I grew up, and that was one of the biggest things that my mom wanted to do. She wanted to get us, you know what I'm saying, a home. She wanted to, you know, buy, be a first-time home uh, owner. And it was, uh, we were in the sixth grade before my mom, she rented our whole lives before she was in a position to finally be able to buy. And we were in the sixth, I was in the sixth grade at the time mm -hmm. uh, when she finally bought her first home. So when we talk about, like, closing the wealth gap, like, all of this stuff sounds great. You know what I'm saying? Home ownership transferring that wealth from generation to generation, like that's that's our goals, right? But we know there are some real things that, you know what I'm saying, our community has dealt with that don't necessarily allow us to, you know, do those type of things and leave debt. And I know you probably see it way more than I do because you have these people coming into your office, you know, trying to purchase homes and things like that and may not qualify. Um, and, and that's why I ask you about like some of the properties that I have, you know, because it's in a community to where the, the property values aren't that high. So when we look at African Americans in our community, how do we enter into real estate when some of the houses that have been passed down to us, they're not necessarily worth anything, we're not making enough income to even bring the house up to a standard to where we can even put it on the market. So thinking about closing that wealth gap and taking into consideration everything that we've kind of faced as a, as a culture, like how do we start breaking down those barriers? Bro, I got several different things to say on this. Man, let's do it. So, for one, we talk about the areas. Mm -hmm. Both of us born and raised Orange Mound. Yeah. If you're buying a house to to rent it or to make it accessible to those that maybe just don't have the, the, the greatest environment, yeah. what does it matter what the value is? Mm. Doesn't matter. You're not yeah. selling it. Okay. So, if you can get in the house and it's profitable, that's, that's the thing I would be concerned about. Make okay. sure the house is profitable. You know, ultimately, at least trying to make no less than twenty five percent every month. So okay. I'm just saying, if your notes five hundred bucks, mm -hmm. and we know that's low, yeah. all right. If your notes five hundred bucks, you, the rent needs to be at least seven twenty five. Okay, okay. You know, make a quarter off of it. That yeah. way, it covers the taxes and all that stuff. You're not taking a loss. It's profitable. Okay. Try to eliminate that mortgage as soon as possible and take that and go to the next one. Okay. You know, maintain that house. Guess what you've done? Your little girl. Mm -hmm. You pass. She has those houses. Yeah. She can keep them. She can sell them, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it puts her ahead of her classmates. Yeah. You know? Um, same thing for, like me. I wanted to buy the house that my grandmother had. Mm -hmm. Rented it for years. Yeah. Right now, it's a vacant lot. Mm -hmm. My whole goal is to buy that block. My family lived on two blocks. Okay. You know? All of us, two blocks. We walked everywhere. Everybody's right there in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Right now, it's people walking around the neighborhood that don't look like us. Yeah. You know, um, as you know, the mound, the oldest black neighborhood in the nation. Yeah. It's, that's it. It was mm -hmm. the first. Um, but it's not looking like it used to. Yeah. You know, so so things like that, there are different things that we can do. Okay. Um, small things, um, life insurance, there are multiple things, but the house can be that catalyst. That's okay. just my opinion. Okay. Okay. No, I totally agree, man. I think that real estate, because... Once you look back at the studies and you look at, you know, how long African-Americans were kept out of actually buying homes, a lot of individuals that are now in corporate America or run these companies, 
uh, are able to do so because their parents leveraged that equity and that home to put them through school. We didn't necessarily have that opportunity. We didn't have that equity to leverage to put us in a position to go to some of these nicer schools so that we can come out and run corporations as well. Uh, talk to me about, you know, because what's the equity tap? So I know that equity uh, is a buzzword when it comes to like the mortgage and real estate. Right. How does all of that work? What is equity when it comes to real estate? Real simple, equity is a difference in what you owe yeah. versus what the house is worth. It's not real hard. Um, sometimes people get a little intimidated by certain words, mm-hmm. but it's it's not hard. Yeah, I mean, equity. Think about this right here. You, your car, is worth X Y Z dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But you only owe a couple thousand on it. Yeah. you have equity in that. Yeah, it's the same thing. Okay, um, whether it's a house. Um, any type of retirement or things of that nature. It's yeah. just that it's money that you can reach or that you can get access to if you need to do something. And the house can also be that. When we talked about finance and college and things of that nature, our parents didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. We do. Yeah. If you have the equity in your home, maybe your child doesn't get that that full scholarship. You have the ability to refinance or even get a home equity line of credit or equity loan. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about it, the interest you pay on that is usually tax deductible. And so that'll help you out when it comes down to tax time. We all like a return. Yeah. I want to talk to you about taxes a little bit later on, too, okay. in this conversation, man. Uh, let me ask you a question. Are all mortgage lenders created equally? No. What is the main difference? Negative. The main difference is, all right, I think some people, it's a profitable industry. Yeah. All right, let's not get it twisted. We all do this to make money. For sure. Some of us do it to serve. Mm-hmm. Others do it to get paid. There's nothing wrong with making a profit when you're doing right by the next person. Yeah. Um, and honestly, truly, when you do that, it'll come to you. Mm-hmm. I think there's some people out here that are a little greedy um, in how they do it. And there's those of us that, you know, our whole thing is just to put a smile on a person's face. Yeah. It's about the transaction, the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell the story a lot um, when I do home buyer seminars, various things. When I bought my first house, it wasn't the best experience. It wasn't the worst either. So I make it a point to ensure that that person's or whoever I'm dealing with, that transaction and their experience is great. It's stellar. Communicate the entire time via phone, text, literally talking on the phone. I know yeah. people don't do that nowadays. Talking on the phone via text, email, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're in communication. They know what's happening. They know what's going on. For sure. Um, and, and that's just the big thing, man. Um, you know, I started off working. My background is working in the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw for years, man, the big banks. I won't say any names or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I guarantee you, you had an account with some one of the banks I was with. Okay. They, um, man, it's about the profit margin. It's all about the bottom line. They yeah. don't care about that. And then depending on where you are, mm-hmm. they're looking to help their own. Yeah. Looking to help the people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my first job in the bank was a neighborhood I grew up in. Okay. Literally. Literally grew up in a neighborhood. Yeah. Folks come by, hey man, what's up? You know, I literally work <laughs> yeah. in my neighborhood. And that was probably the only branch I worked in any bank where mm. management cared about the folks. Okay. The actual when I say the people, yeah. those that banked there. Everywhere else it was is about the dollar. Mm. And you know, and they were trying to get whatever. I, I've seen people look like us walk in the bank to mm-hmm. try to get something done and be told no. Whereas a counterpart, the exact same on paper, they get a yes. Why? Yeah. Because they got somebody that's, that's pulling for them. Yeah, yeah. So I've always made it a point for me to when I was in a position to help the next person, 
to help them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's how, that's really, I, I know that's why I've been successful. Yeah, and bro, that's one of the reasons I was excited to get you on because real estate is uh, a major part of your investment portfolio once you want to start building wealth. But one of the challenges that African-Americans have is we just don't have the representation, right? A lot of times you go sit in these mortgage offices, they don't understand the conditions that brought us here and why we have debt or why certain things are. But just like you said, man, you grew up in these communities. You know exact. You know what goes on. You know the the we start behind, right? We we're, we're, we're born into this system trying to figure out how to catch up from day one. And so once you go in and you sit with somebody that understands that you guys are able to navigate and, and build out a plan that's more so specific, even if you can't buy anything right now, I know you have, and maybe you can speak to this, you have certain things in place that can kind of help them walk through the process so that they can, you know, eventually start buying a house. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the big things is you don't, people don't like to say this, but there are unwritten biases when okay. it comes down to the loan process. What are they, man? Um, I mean, it, it's set up, it's not set up for our success, okay? okay. Um, so it makes a big difference when you know when the lender understands you and what's going on. Yeah. Not saying everything you do is right or everything you do is wrong, yeah. but they need to understand it so they understand how to present your file, the package. Okay. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, underwriting, and I've seen this in various companies, mm -hmm. underwriters will, um, and back up, the underwriters are the, the person or the department that actually reviews your file to determine your credit worthiness. Okay. They want to verify everything in the application is actually what it is. Literally, gotcha. that the income you have is legit. Yeah, yeah. The money in the bank is legit. It's coming from a, a, a credible source gotcha. that they can verify. A job, yeah. You know, whether it's you work for someone, you work for yourself, mm -hmm. retirement, social security, things of that nature, whatever it may be. Yeah. They want to verify all that. Their whole job is to accept, assess the risk and mitigate risk for that company. Okay. It's not to get you in the house. Yeah. It's to verify that all right, all this stuff is good and the, to to minimize any potential risk that may be for the company because the company is all about the profitability. Yeah, yeah, okay? absolutely. So that's their job. Okay. But unfortunately, a lot of times when they see these things, they're, and this, it happens in everything. It's not just mortgages. Yeah. Those biases pop up. Okay. You know, those biases pop up. Yeah. Well, why is she paying for, she co-signed for this car, but it's not hers. Mm -hmm. She did it for her son. Yeah. The son put the money in the account every now and then, but she's paying it. Why is it that? His note. Yeah. We know sometimes, you know, mama take care of her baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those type of things, you know, and those tend to, hmm. to inspire other questions. And yeah. it goes down a rabbit hole. So making sure you have someone that understands what's going on so they can present it properly. Yeah. And send it in. Not saying we're trying to make anything shady, but yeah. we want to make sure it's lined up. So it lined with the best way possible to get you approved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, unfortunately, sometimes you know a lot of us we you know, we don't know credit. Yeah. Not experience with credit. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I had a conversation yesterday with an agent, um, and she is she was sitting there. We were talking about it, where people just don't pay their bills, yeah. and it's a question like I don't worry about it. You know, yeah. somebody filed bankruptcy. The whole purpose, if you unfortunately, you know, it happens. It's life. Yeah. If you file bankruptcy, <clears throat> the purpose of that is to help get you back on your feet. Mm -hmm. So if you go through it, when you come back on the other side, you should be solid. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing the same things. That's a learned behavior. Yeah. It's not a good one, but it is a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. So you know, we we tend to, I do. Yeah. I try to you know coach people a little bit. You know, 
not overstepping any boundaries or whatever, but yeah. it's just some basic things we got to know. Because some people just don't pay their bills. Yeah, yeah. You know, they and they need to hear it. You know, yeah. you can't credit is not one of those things. I'm gonna fix, give them a credit score right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were at a five fifty, now you're at a six forty, but you have three years of poor payment history. Yeah, that doesn't negate the history. Mm-hmm. That score is just one part of what goes on. So yeah. those type of things we look at. Yeah, no, it, man, you make very valid points. And I think that, you know, these are the conversations that definitely, you know, have to be had because you got to pay bills, right? And if you want to get into this game as a real investor, like you got to start thinking like how investors think. Uh, I think one of the challenges, you know, because I have these conversations a lot too, one of the challenges is you're tasked with uh, first paying bills. Well, you're tasked with first making income. Then you got a lifestyle you try to keep up with, right? And then, you know, whatever's left over, we try to invest. And it's just a, a, a upside-down way of thinking. But once you look at it from its core, right, these are the situations that a lot of, you know what I'm saying, our buyers are put into. So having an education to help them start understanding what credit, and, and I guess that's kind of a segue question, like just a blank profile. What are we looking for when people come in and try to get a mortgage credit score, Debt to income, like what are those big pillars that people that, that the mortgage industry is looking for, and how do we basically have a good report card when we walk in the door? All right, if you are looking to buy a house or get qualified for a home, first thing you need to do is give me a call. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. We'll talk through the process. Um, we'll look at it from a home buying standpoint. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you this before you jump into that: Do you suggest them call you before reaching out to a real estate agent? Yes, okay. an agent, and just be honest, an agent's not going to show your house until you show that you can be pre-qualified. Okay. Just that simple. Gotcha. They will not do it. Makes sense. They will field your phone call. They will talk to you, ask you some basic things, ask you if you're qualified. If you have not been qualified, they're going to refer you to one of the lenders they work with on a regular basis. Okay. Okay? Um, now, when you do that, yes, listen to what your agent says. Because mm-hmm. what you're trying to do, you're building a team. All yeah. right? It's like a stool, mm-hmm. a bar stool. That stool, three-leg stool, is not going to stand up if one of the legs is not doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. All right? It's simple. Three-leg stool. That's you, your agent, and your lender. If one is not doing the job, that stool will not stand up. Gotcha. All right? Okay. Um, with, when it comes to that, as a lender, what I look for. Yeah. First, um, we're going to have a conversation. Before we do any kind of application, yeah. we're going to figure out what's going on. I want to know what your objective is. You know, how soon are you looking to buy? Okay. What's your current situation? You're renting? You're living with family? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you saving? How long have you been in your job? Okay. Okay? I'm asking these questions ahead of time because some things we can come up, we can get an answer before we even do an application. Okay. There's no need of you pulling your credit or doing anything. Mm. All right? Um, then if after we had that conversation, you know, I'll basically, at that point, forward you to my website. Mm-hmm. All right? When I do that, um, the website is gowithgovan.com. When I refer you to that site, you're going to do the application. You basically, in a nutshell, tell me four things. Yeah. You're going to tell me who you are, where you live, where you work, and who you bank with. Okay. It's real simple. After we do that, um, after the portal's, after you finish the application, the portal's going to open for you to upload documentation that's going to verify that. Okay. This is where the pre-approval process comes in, okay? Um, Southeast Home Loans, we do not issue pre-approvals until we reviewed all documentation, Okay. Um, that documentation is going to be two years, the minimum, it'll be two years tax returns yeah. and W-2s um, or 1099s if you're self-employed. Okay. Um, current check stub and two months bank statements or any other accounts you're using to, to show that you have funds to close. Yeah. All right. Now, people always talk about, I want to get the first time home buyer program. I want the first time home buyer. Yeah. It's a secret. Look, 
There's no such thing as a first-time home buyer program. Mm. It does not exist. What does exist are different down payment assistance programs that are only available to first-time buyers. Okay, I okay? got you. Because you hear that all the time, first-time yeah. home. Yeah, okay. I want, I want the first-time home buyer program. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably hear it twice a day. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What but it is, it's not an actual program. There are different programs out there, subsidiaries, subsidies, that are available to first-time buyers only. Okay. Each one of those programs have their own criteria. Gotcha. Some, most of them, you have to have a 640 or higher to okay. qualify. But there are some with 600. There are actually one or two that don't have a credit score. Yeah. But they have other things. Hmm. You mentioned debt-to-income. Yeah. Okay. Debt-to-income, in a nutshell, basically, I'm measuring what you owe versus what you make. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. what comes in versus what goes out—that's all we're looking at, and we do it on a monthly basis. Yeah. So, on average, is there is there a percentage? Oh, you probably about to say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On average, on average, you're looking at forty-five percent of your monthly income. Okay. 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 Different programs have different guidelines. Some yeah. go up to fifty-five percent. Okay. 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 Just depends on what it is you're doing. Then you know, some forty percent mm-hmm. just depends on the price of the home. You know, things of that nature. And yeah. credit score plays a part. It's a factor. Okay. So that's not a hard number. Okay. Credit score is a factor in all this. So when we look at this, we're calculating. When we do this, you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about that lifestyle. Yeah. You know, we want to maintain that lifestyle, do all that. Mm-hmm. Well, we as a lender, we have things in place to kind of help control that lifestyle. Okay. All like right. What? The reason why we do a 45% max DTR debt to income is that you have those things you want to do. Yeah. We all have habits. Mm-hmm. All right. Whether you shop. You travel, you drink, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. We all have a habit. Yeah, we all live. We all live. <laughs> yeah. So we have to make sure we're not using all of your check to pay this house note. Yeah. You know, you have things that are not on the credit report, your utility bill, yeah. your cell phone bill. Mm. You might have kids in daycare. You yeah. know what? You got kids in college. We cannot use all of your money to go toward a house payment. Yeah. The person say, well, I can afford this. I can do such and such. All right? Overtime is another thing you hear a lot about. Mm. Well, we're going to take an average. If you haven't been getting it for two years... Can't count it. We're not going to count it. Okay. You can't go get overtime for six months to say you get this. It's not going to work. You can yeah. use it to save the money, mm-hmm. but we can't use it as income to qualify for the house. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, um, not unless you're getting it consistently. Okay. 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 So, man, this is what I want to do. I want to transition a little bit. Before I do, I want to transition more into, like, uh, construction loans. Because I have friends now that, you know, they have the income, and they're like, no, I'm not going to buy anything and flip it. I'm just going to build from the ground up. So I want to transition and talk about that. But before we do that, we jump right into, like, the, the business side of things. Take me back a little bit. I know you said you started in the industry and banking, but tell me a little bit about your background. Originally from Memphis. Okay, cool. Um and we did jump right into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Carlton Govan, born and raised Memphis, Orange Mound native. Um, come out of East High School, probably only one in my family besides my little sister. Yeah, I didn't know you went to East. Yeah, didn't come out of Melrose. Everybody <laughs> else went to, you know, everybody's Melrose, we were at East. Okay. Um, but ultimately, man, went to school at Chattanooga, UT Chattanooga, um, and that probably was a difference maker in my life. Okay. What way? The um, man, my senior year graduated. I thought I was making money, man. I make seven and a quarter. Little company call center around here bought me a little clip. Seven dollars and twenty five. Seven twenty five. Okay. Seven <laughs> and a quarter. The um, couldn't tell me nothing, man. Yeah. I bought me clips and stuff. Yeah, I can make this money, do all this, <laughs> man. But a lot of the folks I rolled with weren't doing right. Okay. You know, my mom asked me. She said, "Just make me a promise. Do me a leave for one year. If you don't like it." You can come back. Yeah. Now, nah, my mama gonna say here. Now, nah, just leave for one year, baby. If mm. you don't like it, come back. Yeah. She later said, when I said, 
leave, I didn't mean don't come back. Yeah. Cause when I left, I left. Yeah. I got to school, man, and um, probably my crew, my crew. I mean, we. That's where I met everybody. Yeah. You know, we were young. We grew up together. For sure, for sure. You know, we got to school. We learned how to survive. You know, I, at that point, I've always tried to do something. Yeah. Man, I'm talking about, I was trying to sell rims. Didn't sell a Car one. Car rims. Didn't sell a one. <laughs> man, you know, this is when the internet yeah. was kind of here booming and coming out. I was like, man, I can get a okay. website. I can get a wholesale account. <laughs> couldn't get a rim. Couldn't even pay to get a website. Up. Yeah. Man, the one I did by myself was terrible. Yeah. You know, so it was just years. Everything was going on, man. I ended up coming back to... Um, Coming back to Memphis for a job, um, then was American Express Financial Advisors. Okay. Right? They wanted me to sell insurance. Mm. Dude, I got here two weeks. I hated it. Yeah. Couldn't, hated it. Was it the it, job or just the city? It was the job. Okay. It okay. was the job, man. It was like, what are we doing? This yeah. is not what I thought it was. This is not what they show on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is not it. And so I ended up getting a job then at a bank, um, union planners at the time. Okay. Getting a job at the bank. Um, rose through the ranks from the, F- the person on the desk, FSR, okay. to a branch manager. Ran a couple different branches here in the city. Um, did some small commercial lending with another bank, okay. business banking, and all that stuff. Gotcha. Fast forward, um, one company, man, my daughter was born on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I get to work on Tuesday. They may say, hey, man, it's your last day. Wow. What? Yeah. I'm like, what you talking about? <laughs> you know what? That's a tough reality <laughs> you know, right there, man. Forty-eight hours in, yeah. you know. At this point in time, I'm married. I'm sitting at the, I'm sitting at work like I'm finna tell her. You know, yeah. just had a baby two days ago. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we gonna do? It's a little bit of money in the bank, but I mean, what's in there? This ain't a part of the plan. We're gonna be homeless yeah. in like thirty days. Oof. We check the check. So what do we do? And hustle mode kicked in, mm-hmm. bro. This is where I found you. Yeah. Um. Slanging T-shirts mm-hmm. for the city of Memphis. I'm slanging shirts. Yeah, I think um, that was that weekend. I, I drove up. I, let me back up. One of my college buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, he was working in the purchase department with the city. Okay. I was like, man, you need to get your stuff together. There's people coming here, X, Y, Z, and they losing contracts because so they don't have insurance. They can't yeah. get a bond. Mm. I checked. Let me see if I can get it. Everything rolled through. Yeah. Same time, bid come out about the shirts. I talked to you. So, yeah. man, that worked. So they got me afloat right now. Mm-hmm. So the job gave me 60, 90 days severance. Yeah. This right here is helping out a little bit, but it's not enough to take care of the family. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. I wanted out of the bank, but I didn't want out of the bank like that. Yeah. You know, I wanted on my terms. For sure. So for I sure. ended up going back. Um, but it, uh, old my old boss at a previous employer, I reached out to him one day, talked, I was there on the golf course. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, man, let's have lunch. Okay. Like, we finna eat and just talk it up. Yeah. That man said start next week. Hmm. So oh, so I'm back in the back in the game. And that was in banking. It was in banking. Okay, I'm big beard at this point. I'm yeah, yeah. nothing like an interview. <laughs> um, so end up going over there, or whatever, and called on a past client mm-hmm. to get their business right. Well, I go in. This man lays out. He said, "Man, I took the beating just as much as I need to see you. Yeah. I need you." He said, hey, "If you want the bank accounts, good, but yeah. I need you to come in and help. I'm trying to retire." Okay, like what? You know, I thought about it, and you know. All right, cool. I want a bank. Let's go. Yeah. Well, two years later, he laid me off. But in that two years term, I learned how to run a company. Gotcha. In that two, so it's experience I got. Mm-hmm. So I got the banking experience, understand yeah. the financials. For sure. Done it for years. Mm-hmm. Can break down financials in my sleep. Okay. Never ran a company, though. Yeah. I know what it's supposed to look like on paper. Yeah. I get the job. 
as VP operations, mm. I run the company. Yeah. So at this point in time, I'm still doing stuff with the city. Yeah. Booming. Mm-hmm. I've married the two. Gotcha. I'm like, all right, what can I do to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, it laid me off and I'm getting on a flight going to Vegas. Okay. I get an email like, hey, we see that you apply for this job, yeah. but we want to talk to you about something else. Okay. Company asked me about a mortgage originator. Okay. I was like, all right, cool. We'll look at it. Yeah. I'm, literally, I'm emailing back. Hey, I'm literally getting on the plane. Can we talk Monday when I get back? She's like, great. We'll do a phone interview Monday afternoon. For sure. Fast forward. Phone interview on Monday. Face-to-face interview Friday. Got the job next week. Wow. Okay. That's how I got into mortgages. That's an introduction to that's the mortgages. The intro- that's okay. an introduction to mortgages. I knew investment property loans and all that stuff, but not the mortgage industry itself. Did you have investment properties at this point? Yeah, I'd had a couple okay. at this okay. time. Gotcha. I'd had a couple at this time. Um, when I got the job with the mortgage originator, you know, I saw exactly to the penny mm-hmm. how much money I made for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, we all say that nobody pays us our worth. Yeah. I literally see to the yeah. penny what I'm adding to the PL, yeah. to the private law statement. And I know what I'm making. Yeah. I have an entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. I got the grind in me. Yeah. And I know how I'm raised, I'm different. Yeah. It's not gonna be too much longer. I'm gonna sit here and put this money in y'all pocket. Yeah. And can't do it for myself. <laughs> yeah. And so fast forward, I knew I didn't have all I needed. So okay. when I left the bank, I went to the, I went to the retail side, meaning okay. the banks have overlays. And this is where a lot of people go to the banks to get mortgages and they can't get approved. Mm. When they come to somebody like me, guess what? Yeah. You in and we're rolling with it. Okay. Overlays ultimately is an addition or add on to a rule. Okay? okay. An overlay ultimately, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, HUD, all the rest of them, they HUD is FHA. Mm-hmm. They ultimately say that. A lender or entity has the ability to add restrictions, but they cannot take away from the standard. Okay. All right? So when they add restrictions, they can put on a higher credit score, which is the most common one. Okay. okay. They can put a credit, a credit score overlay on it. Okay. Whereas traditionally, FHA has a 580 with a system approval. Um, outside of that, they go down to a 500 okay. as a manual, a manual mm-hmm. underwrite. The manual underwrite requires quite a bit, though. It's 10% down payment. Okay. Um, you, they look at the credit. You know, you can't have so many lates within a set time frame. Yeah. The DTI is lower. Those things. Okay. The average Joe Blow won't qualify for that. I've only had one in all my years mm-hmm. to do it. Okay. 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 Um, but that happens when you have people that have money. And maybe yeah. the credit is just not where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, yeah. life happens. Yeah. Someone, a spouse got sick. They got behind on bills. Yeah. It's a story. Okay. That's why we ask those questions. We can look at the credit report and see what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, fast forward. I did that for a year, knowing that I was going to open my own company. Okay. And February 2020, I opened my own brokerage. Mm-hmm. Um, company, Southeast Home Loans. But for years, I've always branded myself the Carlton Govan and Lending Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because my previous employer, it was Carlton with XYZ. Okay. They knew Carlton. Yeah. Carlton with XYZ. What I didn't want to do is to lose that momentum. Yeah. So I was like Carlton, the Carlton Govan Lending Team. Yeah, yeah. But it's always been Southeast Home Loans. For sure. And so after we're up and going, 30 days, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Bam. Like I done left my old job. Yeah. I done started a company. Man, what am I about to do? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how are we going to make this? Mm-hmm. And when I say... That next 18 months was a ride. Okay. I was so busy. I'm working six, seven days a week. Yeah. 
literally 7 a.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I did that well in a market that shouldn't have. Shouldn't have produced it. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't have produced. And so I got so busy that I actually, I personally left my own company okay. to join another company because I needed the resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at that point, I didn't want to hire to bring anybody on. So um, I went to, I wouldn't say a competitor, they went in the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had been reaching out. I just thought it was spam. They reached yeah. out. I ended up joining with them, and it worked. You okay. know, the market started shifting. Things started changing. So at this point, it didn't make any sense. It's not beneficial for me yeah. to be with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? But yeah. I've, I picked up some 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 good things. Yeah. You know, every every experience, you should pick up something. Absolutely. You should learn something. Yeah. You should be better than you were when you started. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, um, Southeast is back up and never closed. Yeah. Southeast is still back up and going. Um, we have expanded to we're in Tennessee, Mississippi, okay. Louisiana, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Texas is in the making. Yeah. So um those just some of the things we're going, man. And so it it, it kinda, you know, it started from that kid that like, man. Like the rims. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that was the thing. You know, somebody asked me back in the day, back in college, um, what do you want to do? I was like, man, I'll get to a point. My mom and I got to work. Yeah, yeah. Man, my mom worked for me. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the crazy part, right? That's what's up, She worked, man. you know, I, somebody that, in that grind, um, you say your mom got your first house when you were in sixth grade. Yeah. I think I got about the third or fourth. My mom okay. worked two, three jobs. Yeah. You know, so I saw those they type grind. of things. Yeah, I saw sure. that grind. Mm-hmm. And just, man, we literally, we crazy. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. The things we did back then that, you know, we didn't have the ability. You know, yeah. it was just hard, mm-hmm. you know. But that that work on the front end, that foundation, if you, you may have a solid foundation, things are great on the backside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's it. So I opened up the company, man, able to hire multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big things, the reasons I did it is because when I worked, like I said, I worked in the bank. Yeah. I saw how most of the times we were treated. Yeah. Okay? Um, and to be that voice mm-hmm. for our folks. Yeah, yeah. And to give them a fair rate. Yeah. You know, um, just to give them a fair rate, just to be honest, as a mortgage broker, which is what I am, mm-hmm. um, we pull credit one time. Okay. So with a broker, difference of a broker and a a a, a mortgage bank or a correspondent, like you see some of the places in the city, mm-hmm. they write with <clears throat> themselves. Their pricing is just that. Okay. As a broker, I pull credit one time. And I have the ability to look at different companies, see who's offering the best pricing at that time, okay. and say, this is the direction we're going. Gotcha. You know, credit is for one time. That credit is good for whichever company yeah. that we go with. Okay. And, you know, and so those are some of the things that we have to be aware of. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just kind of how it is, man, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Bro, that's dope, man. I, I, I knew your background somewhat, because... Of course, we met in that phase where you said you was kind of in that entrepreneur, just kind of hustling. You found out, you know, that you were going to be losing your job and things like that, man. And you were one of my first customers. I We talked about this before, but I was starting, I was in the garage at the time running the t-shirt company so, where we uh, met, man. And one thing I've always admired about you is your ability to sell, your ability to hustle, your ability to really see a deal from the beginning uh, all the way to the end. And I've seen you do this in several different industries. So now that I see, you know, the things that you're doing in the mortgage industry, it just, it really just makes sense to me because it's a combination of everything that you've already been doing your whole professional career. And now, you know, the biggest thing, and I'm going to keep saying this, is the representation because you come from 
the hood. You know what I'm saying? You come from the mound. You know the conditions, man. So when we link up, I ain't got to sugarcoat the conversation. I can be transparent and say, look, here's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Here's what I'm trying to do. And you've given me practical advice on real estate, man, um, which I think is dope. Uh, talk to me a little bit. I want to get into the contracting side of things. But before I do that, man, you kind of already took the gloves off and jumped into the mindset. One of the things I do know about you is you guys have a pretty cool circle of individuals, man. It's pretty much doing the same thing. And you mentioned the mastermind. Talk to me a little bit about how important it is and, and really just how it all came together. All right. So we will we'll be transparent. Yeah. We'll be transparent. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So as far as the mastermind, um, we all went to college together. Okay. All right. You teach Chattanooga. We mocks. Uh, all of them, how we say, we the bros. Yeah. You know, um, being members of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, we had Keith Perry, Jeremy Smith, Andre Harris, and myself. Yeah. Um, we were all doing things individually. Okay. You know, um, and we all kind of talk. Every now and then, you'll catch us all on pictures and stuff together. Yeah. Um, for the most part, you know, I mean, we that's what we do. You know, mm -hmm. we 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 talk we talk shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we talk shop. Um, you know, Jeremy in his, he's in and out of town all the time. He's yeah. operating in Florida and Tennessee. Um, Keith, man, is a workhorse. Yeah, yeah. He's a workhorse. He's down in Chattanooga. Yeah, what he has going, man, is ridiculous. Um, Keith's whole thing is he's trying to retire in in fifteen years. Okay. He's like, and you know, he does well. And see, his connection here in Memphis, his dad, stepmom. His stepmom's an agent here. Okay. You know, I had no idea. She's a real estate yeah. agent here. You know, Dre, Dre and his wife, they have a company. They setting it up for their daughters. Yeah. You know, myself, not only the mortgage company, I have some commercial properties. My daughter's been in my closings. Yeah. She understands. She doesn't realize what she knows. Yeah. She understands what she knows, man. Crazy. We did a t shirt class last week. Doc, mm. she rocked it. Yeah. I'll my war shirt next day. I was like, all right, that's why we got to buy this stuff. Because yeah. she's doing it. I mean, she she understands. She don't know what she knows, yeah. but she knows it. Yeah. You know, um, but for that mastermind, man, we just talk about various things. Yeah. We will call each other out. We'll talk about different opportunities. There's things to go on. Mm -hmm. uh, we talk about the different continuing education, traveling to get, you know, to get that information. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think a lot of people don't want to invest. If you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should someone else do it? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know, it's it's that simple. It mm -hmm. costs. Yeah. It literally costs. Um, it sometimes it costs you in your pocket. Sometimes it's gonna cost you your time. Yeah. But it's gonna cost you. Mm -hmm. And so we um like I say in chat we kind of we do that. I think um you know homecoming is one of the big things we do. Yeah. I think last year, man, we sat back in probably one of the best ones and conversations. Um, shout out to Dunny up in D.C. Dunny um. Owes the um what's soul? It's a it's a mentoring program, man. Okay. Dude has taken off for sure. Literally, we sat there one Saturday morning, man, and we sat back. Everybody's working. We sat back and looked at it like, yeah. oh, I mean, we just some regular old dudes, yeah. doing good stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and so that's just kind of where it is, you know. My homeboy Rico, um, again, Orange Mouth, straight yeah. out of Melrose, um, he quietly doing his thing. Mm -hmm. You know, he's in Nashville, but he's quietly doing his thing here in Memphis, sure. you know, and it comes from conversations. Yeah. You know, we all see it. We don't like what we saw, mm -hmm. but why sit back and complain about it? Yeah. 
take action. For sure. So that's that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I've seen the most success by, you know, determining on who I'm associated with. Because like you said, it's the information. Like once you connect it to people that's in the hunt, uh, they like to say the smoke of battle is still on because they're out, actually out there fighting every day. That's where you get the most uh, information from, man. How do, uh, for entrepreneurs that's on the other side of the camera, man, how, what advice would you give them as for setting up their network? How should they position themselves? Should they go out and find, you were fortunate enough to find your network, you know, at college through friendship. But a lot of people professionally have to rebuild their network, man. Do you do a lot of networking? Like, what's the formula to, to, to building out a healthy network? So... There are different ways. Right. One, I would say information is free. Yeah. Most information is free. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to go out and find it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I post, I haven't been really doing it much the last couple of weeks, but I post pretty regularly on Instagram. That's probably my number one thing um, at the Carlton Govan team, Carlton with a K. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I do most of my stuff. Okay. Eventually, my goal is, as you know, is to to start putting stuff on YouTube. It's yeah. just right now we're so busy, and me cutting out that time. Yeah, but yeah. I still plan on doing it. Okay. Um, but yeah, stop by the studio, man. We'll hook you up. Man, <laughs> get time, get by here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's gonna be the issue. Be, we'll make it work. We'll talk about it out there. Um, and so, looking at that one, Jeremy is really good on this. When I say it, okay. Um. As far as when it comes to books, one of the things that he put me on, and you know, I'm not a reader, okay, but I started doing audio books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it helps me out when I'm oh, that's reading. Yeah, yeah that's reading. I'm going on. I'm always on the go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started listening to audio books. Okay, you know, right? I probably say the best one right now is "Who and Not the What." Okay, "Who and Not the What." I'll write that down. All right. That one it, it talks about it, it ultimately who you have around you, putting okay. the key people in place. Not being able to do everything yourself. You know, gotcha. some of us, oh, I'm going to cut back. I ain't going to spend this money. I'm going to do it. Man, the time you take doing that, you mm-hmm. could have paid somebody a fraction of the cost. They've done it what you need, and yeah. you can move on about your business. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, and you can do what you're good at. Yeah. You know? You're good. If you're good at making money, mm-hmm. you need to make the money. For sure. You put the other people in place to do these minor things. Yeah. Um. Now, mm-hmm. don't give them part of your business or yeah. anything like that. But, you know, you have to look at how you scale it. Yeah. But that's one of the things um, I would say networking, um, just depending on, I don't know what, you know, for me as a lender, we're in the real estate industry. Yeah. So I do a lot of networking, um, different events around here. Um, looking at a couple, Crystal Harris just opened up a new brokerage. Well, yeah, she, she opened a brokerage, but she just did her ribbon cut on the building she bought. Yeah. That was a great event. Okay. It's just all, oh, if you look at the industry and the people that come out to support, mm-hmm. that was a great one. Um, some quiet kept ones, I'll say the same thing. Jackie Metcalf, property shop. Okay. Nobody knows that, you know, unless you know Jackie, yeah. a handful. Here in the she's city. down there. She Well, she's in, in South Haven. Okay. But Jackie does a great job down there. She owns her buildings. Um, but start off written. You know, the opportunity came in. Um, it's various people. And there are you know, a lot of successful people in the real estate industry around here. Okay. Um, I think as far as mortgage brokerages and how many own them mm-hmm. in Memphis, I'm the only black. Wow. There are some different brokerages around here. Yeah. There are some brokers that That's work dope, for other bro. people. Yeah. They work for other people. Okay. You know, I could be mistaken, yeah. but I think I'm the only black owned. That you know of. Yeah. yeah. I'm the only in black the owned. There are some. There was one other, but he went to another company. He uses his license. Okay. Is that way. But I'm the only owned. Wow. That's what's um, up. And so that was key to me, you know, creating my lane in their space. Okay, okay. 
you know, yeah. that that was a big thing. So this is about getting information. Like I told you, I took work previous work experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't just go there and get my check. Yeah. I learned what was going yeah, on. Yeah. I've sat down with the CFO of the the previous comp- bank, the last bank I worked with. Yeah. I sat down with him. He mm-hmm. opened up this like this man. This is what you got. This is X Y Z. Yeah. Yada yada this and that. Even though I already knew it, mm-hmm. he sat down, and opened up the books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what's and up. Still in communication with him. Yeah. You know. I think a lot of people, bro, don't don't take advantage of that because these companies spend millions on education, on branding, and really. And I had uh, Dina uh, on the interview, and she said it best. Uh, she owns the Cairo place, but she said that uh, you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. Now you can shine it up, but there's already things that successful people are doing that, bro. You just have to look at it why? and figure out, yeah, why reinvent the wheel? Why reinvent the wheel? Mm-hmm. It's there for you. Yeah. The playbook is there, and that's where I think a lot of us are not. We don't we don't get it. Yeah, the playbook is there. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is run it. Yeah, that's it. You don't have to go back and reinvent the wheel. You weren't the first. I mean, it's different. You got a proprietary product or whatever. Yeah, but it's there. Just mm-hmm. take it. You know, make it happen, and you can put your own spin on it. You yeah, know what yeah, makes yeah. it yours, your flair. Mm-hmm. But the the play is there. Yeah, don't change it. Yeah, and that's man one of the things that I've uh, been trying to do with the Equity Tab. Like I've studied a lot of people that's in this financial literacy space when it comes to podcasting and media. And what I realized there's a gap in location. Like we have similar talent in our city, but because we don't have the platform to be able to showcase that talent, it was just like, how do we create something that's similar that what they're doing in other pockets, but shine the light on the talent that we have here, man. So uh, no, I, I totally agree with you. That's crazy. A lot of them. <laughs> A lot of your guests, it's a handful of little clients of mine. Yeah, you know, and and we work we work together on a regular basis, and so it makes a it makes a difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. you know, and that's another thing: networking with people in the industry. Yeah, you know, truly supporting. And you know, they'll have those that support. You have those that would just say hate or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Just understand, every person may not be rooting for you. Yeah, but that shouldn't stop. Your drive. Yeah, yeah. But nah, bro, I think that's a, that's a dope perspective, man. You got to get around a network of people, you know, and they, they can really help you grow. And like you said, I think the biggest thing is how do we collaborate? How do we, you know what I'm saying, help each other in the things that we got going on uh, so that we all can win? Because we're in a unique position right now. Financial literacy is a buzzword. Information, like you mentioned, is out there. You got to go get it. But when we get that information, how do we start sharing that information within the circle so that we can we can all move forward and, and just kind of transition and, you know, talking about entrepreneurship. I know that you guys have products and that's one thing we haven't covered. I got to get you back on here because it's such a vast, you know, industry. It's so many things that we can talk about. Uh, and I know we talked about traditional employment going to get qualified, but then you have a whole nother sector of people that are entrepreneurs that may not have the traditional income. Like what type of plays do you guys have for the, the entrepreneur space? Entrepreneurs who make the money but don't show in your tax returns, I got the right product for you. Mm. One, we're looking at, um, we have our, our bank statement loans, okay? okay? We can use 12 months or 24 months of bank statement loans. Gotcha. To use that, we'll look, what we do, we get the statements, we look at your deposits, okay? okay? Um, and we'll use that as qualifying income for you to buy a house. Wow. It does require different, depending on who we go through, but you're going to need a minimum of a 660. Okay. You're looking at anywhere between the 20 to 25% down payment. Yeah, but yeah. That way, we don't have to look at your taxes. Okay. You know, maybe you're not recording the income. Maybe you owe taxes mm-hmm. to the IRS. That can negate that one. Okay. Another option we have um, for seasoned investors. 
we have a, a debt service loan. Okay. Basically, what that means is we will use the rental income, the proposed rental income from that property to cover the monthly note. Okay. Okay. Like I, I mentioned yeah. for you, that's a way for someone to get in. Maybe that makes didn't quite make enough. Okay. But they have the cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we can use the proposed when we order the appraisal. We'll get a, a comparable of the rents yeah, in the yeah. area, and we'll line it up and say, all right, cool. They should be able to do this right here. For sure. Basically. For sure. Um, and then we do have for just for the people that want to come in and buy a house. Right now, we talked about the housing market. Yeah. You know, our one time close new construction. You saving thousands of dollars by going this direction. Ultimately, mm. traditionally, when someone does a custom home okay. or they build it on their own, they're going to get two loans. They're going to get the line of credit for the construction from yeah. their bank. And then once it's almost complete, they're going to refinance to bring it all into one loan. Okay. Well, if we go this route, the one-time close, you only pay once. Okay. So it's half the cost. Mm. So you do that, and once we're like 60, 90 days, 90 days max from the house being completed, okay. we'll convert it to a fixed rate product okay. so that when you close, then you have your normal 30-year mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's dope. I like that uh, that that first program. What is that called where you can use your, your bank statements? Just that. It's a bank statement loan. Bank statement loan. It's okay, a bank cool, statement cool. loan. Um, that's available for really for anyone, but mainly self-employed because yeah, yeah. they have the incomes and the receipts of deposits coming in. For sure. Because, um, you know, anytime we, we look at all bank statements, so yeah, we have yeah. to see where cash and things are coming. That's more common with truck drivers. We okay. see it all the time with truck drivers. Gotcha, gotcha. Those that are uh, paid 1099 versus yeah. W-2 because at that point in time, they're recording their, their income, they're paying for their the maintenance on the truck, fuel, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of them make good money, but they're writing it off because of expenses. Well, gotcha. they're depositing those checks. Mm-hmm. We can use those deposits. It's qualifying income. Yeah. I mean, that's dope, man. Look, this has been a conversation, bro. We've coming up on an hour, dude. And and like I said, we can probably keep talking for another two hours because the industry is so vast. But what I want to do, let me do this. Let's let's tell people how they can keep up with you, uh, all of your contact information. And um, I like to close with advice uh, because there's somebody on the other side of the camera that may want to get in the mortgage industry. We haven't even discussed that. Like, I got to get you back out here because somebody might say, look, I want to be just like you, Carlton. How do I either come work for you? Is there a platform that, you know, I can go through to learn how to do mortgages and things like that? So we'll get you back on here. We'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, if you could leave your contact information and also any advice that you have uh, for either entrepreneurs or somebody who wants to get into the mortgage industry. Man, listen. I hope you guys took a lot of notes. I told you this is going to be an extremely profitable conversation. Bro, you taught me a lot of things uh, today, so I'm excited to go back and listen to this conversation and take notes again myself. Uh, If you guys got some value out of this, I need you to do me a favor. Hit subscribe, turn on the notification. Also, I'm going to drop all of Carlton's information down below in the description. Do me a favor. If you found value out of this and he's helped you guys in some way, Go follow him. Hit his contact information. Reach out to him if you're in the process of trying to qualify for a house, even if you have questions. Carlton is my partner. I'm telling you, he'll answer the phone. Him and his team will walk you through the process. So make sure that you get in touch with him uh, and, and support him. Hit all that information in the, uh, in the description so that you can follow him. Uh, again, turn on the subscribe uh, and hit the notification. So as we continue to roll out these conversations, you guys will be the first ones uh, to get it, man. Look, Carlton, I know you're extremely busy, bro. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to stop by and give some game to the Equity Chaser community, bro. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the the top interviews, man, because we're moving, like I said, towards financial literacy, and you just opened up a whole new floodgate of information that uh that people can utilize to help move themselves forward. So uh, leave your contact information and any closing advice you have, man. The floor is yours. All right. Like we said, it's Carlton Govan with Southeast Home Loans. 
You can find me on Instagram or Facebook at thecarltongovanteam.com. Um, office numbers, 901-701-1339. Or you can go on the website at gowithgovan.com. Um, we look forward to it, hearing from you. Um, I tell you, follow, like, share. Those are the things. I, I'm still amazed by the people say they follow me and they get the information and and because no one really wanted to talk to them. So, hey, I'm approachable. I literally yeah. respond to my inboxes. It's me. Um, and yeah. so that number, that's my number. So, hey, I look forward to talking with you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Any advice you have for, for entrepreneurs? You've given away so much game, man. One thing, it's not even just for entrepreneurs. Well, it is for entrepreneurs. Anyone that is looking to start a business, buy a house, or whatever it may be, pull your own credit. Mm. Bottom line, pull your credit. Yeah. It matters. No one's going to give you money if you're not showing your credit worthiness. Yeah. Okay? Um, pull it yourself. It doesn't show as an inquiry. Mm-hmm. You can go to any of the major sources. Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. Credit Karma is not a credit bureau. It's good for monitoring the activity on your accounts. Yeah. Okay? That score is not a true credit score. It's a credit advantage score. Mm-hmm. It's not legit. Okay? I've seen it be over 100 points off. But you can also monitor activity on there so you know what's yours, what's not yours. Okay. Anywhere it goes, get your credit report. Do it at least once a year. Make sure everything is on the up and up. Yeah, that's some dope advice, man. I don't think a lot of people realize that they should be monitoring their credit like that on a regular basis, man. But if you're trying to get in the real estate game, that's one of the things that you're going to have to do. Look, man, this has been a profitable conversation, man. I appreciate your time, man. And look, as you continue to have success, bro, can we get you back on the show? Hey, I'm here for it. Good deal, man. I appreciate it, bro.